Welcome to the Oklahoma Baseball Experience, your one-stop shop for all things Oklahoma Sooner Baseball. Hosted by the Sod Father himself, Johnny Baseball, and fellow berm bum, Brandon Schultz. It's time to unhitch the wagon and embrace the chaos. It's the Oklahoma Baseball Experience. Here we go. Welcome, everybody, to the Oklahoma Baseball Experience. We got a hell of an episode this week. Uh, Brandon, our guest this week is pretty awesome. We've been trying to get him on the show for a while now, and it's going to be awesome to have John Spikerman join us here in a bit. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, I'm I'm super excited to have Spike on. Definitely one that uh, kind of always wanted to talk to, uh, especially after the run in 2022. Been a you know a staple on the on the field for us for two years now, and so I've I've got a ton of questions I'd like to ask. Oh, I I, I feel like Spike has like this air of mystery around him, you know. Like, <laughs> I mean, not that like he's I don't know what to call it, you know. I mean, just he just seems so uh, magnanimous. I know that's a crazy word to use, but like you know, prince like if that's what mm-hmm. you want to call it. Because I mean, the dude carries himself, you know, very tall. He's always walking. You know, you can always tell that he's you know walking with pride or whatever, and with the uh, you know intent. So. Like I said, just just seems like there's this air of mystery around John. I like how I call, how I call him John, like we're old friends. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Spike Spike's the preferable preferable term, I'm sure. So, but no, yeah, it'll be it'll be a good one. Find out how he's doing uh, doing in the COD uh, summer ball. Is uh, you really enjoy summer ball, don't you? Oh me? Yeah. Oh yes. No, I I thoroughly enjoy summer baseball. Uh, I followed the Cape League for, I mean, I don't say as long as I've been following OU baseball, but I mean, as long as I've known it's been a thing. Because, like, I think it's pretty much every young baseball player's goal. I mean, if you know about it, to, you know, play D1 baseball, play professional baseball, and you play your summers in the Cape. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, behind that is probably Northwoods, the Cali League, you know, TCL, they have the Sunflower League, they have the Palmetto League, they have the Futures League that's uh, that runs like up there side by side with the Cape that's kind of like I don't want to call it like a lesser form of the Cape, but it's I it, I think geographically it's located in a different spot too. It's not on the Cape, but uh it's s- sort of a similar setup where you have host families but uh, no, summer baseball has always been very interesting to me. I really wish, and you know, not, like I said, I'm, or I'm not said it, but like I don't want to badmouth the team. I've said that a million times. I do wish that they would do a little bit better job of telling us, you know, where these guys are going in the summer, if they're playing at all, you know, and what they're doing. And they used to do that. There used to be like three or four times during the summer they would update us on like where they're at and what they're doing. Because yeah. like the cape, the cape is crazy. Like the Cape is like a little miniature professional league up there. Like they have got, you get signed to a contract up there. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like, you know, fun summer, summer baseball. I mean, it's fun. I mean, I would assume it's fun, but you're getting a taste of like what it's like to, to play on your own. You know, first of all, most of the guys who play there are from very far away. You could have somebody who's from all the way on the other side, the other corner of the country, you know, in California playing in this league. And so it's very uh, interesting to see how that league works because 
like you could have a guy who's on the team one day, you know, get two two starts or whatever, and then he's back off. Not because he's been cut or anything, just because he's got other stuff to do. But then again, there's there's guys who will start that league, uh, you know, to start the season for the summer because some of these guys are already playing or are playing in uh, their, you know, their playoff for D1 right. baseball. Yeah. And haven't made it there yet. So they got to have guys who have to play, who are going to play. And then once those guys like trickle out of the the tournament, they start filling in with the cape and those guys get sent home. They get their contracts in. So mm-hmm. it's interesting. And like, you know, if you've uh, ever seen the movie uh, Summer Catch, I mean, it kind of gives you a glimpse into what it's like. I mean, I don't know if that's like a true you know, rendition or true look into the league. But uh, there was also like a documentary a couple years ago on Fox Sports back when that was a thing where they like followed some Cape players like throughout several weeks. And that was that was, was kind of like real world style, you know, mm-hmm. that was uh, pretty interesting. But yeah, no, I mean, I could go on and on about summer baseball. Yeah. I apologize. No, it seems like the Cape is almost like a almost like a double A minor league. Like, it is. It, it I mean, has that kind of feel. It is. I mean, that is that's pretty much where the elite of the elite go play during the summer. And they, their games are generally pretty well attended as well. Oh, yeah. I think I've seen And they're all free. Yeah. Like, oh, really? I you, did not if, know that. Yeah, if you live up there, man, if you if you were there on vacation, like you're getting to watch the some of the most premier baseball players in the country playing on these teams together, and you're seeing some absolutely incredible baseball being played. And some of it's in some very picturesque environments. And like I said, it's all free. Uh, you know, some of them have, they don't have grandstands per se, but some of them have stands where you can sit, you know, but they're very minimal. But most of the time what people do is they bring their own lawn chairs mm-hmm. and sit around and watch the games. And uh, no, I, I'm, I'm almost positive that every single team, there might be one that charges or at least passes around a hat, but I'm pretty sure that all of them are free. Do you know how they make their money? Uh, advertisements, things like that. Uh, people who are, you know, former players who come back and donate to the league. I mean, that is a very historic league. I'm pretty sure it's the oldest summer league in the in the country as well. Gotcha. And I mean, it dates it dates way, 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 way back. So huh. I mean, there's some there's some old blood that runs through that thing. Yeah, founded in 1885. Yeah. See. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. And Historic. like some of those teams, I mean, I'm not, I'm pretty sure that not all of them are still around because I'm pretty sure that some of them have changed since then. But like, I feel like Katuit might be the oldest team in the league. I feel like I've, I've read that somewhere. Uh, so I could be completely wrong. But like, they've got some cool names like the, I mean, you got the Chathamays, you got the, I mean, I'm just naming off MLB teams, the Harwich Mariners, but like the Fallmouth Commodores, uh, what is there's oh, <laughs> YD Red Sox, so yeah, I mean super cool names, just names mm-hmm. that are from the the pros, right? Yeah, and there's there. I feel like there's some others that are that are pretty the White Caps. Cool. The White Caps, yes, that's Brewster, another one. White Caps. Brewster, uh, is that who that is? Yeah. Uh, all right. What's the one? David Davidson? No, that's YD. That's uh, Yarmouth Davidson. The Catuit uh, Kettlers. That's the Kettleers. Yes, Kettleers. I have a Kettleers t-shirt that I got a few years ago when I know you player was on there. Uh, Born Braves. Yep. That's, uh, I'm pretty sure uh, PG played for them. Oh, okay. And Crooks. I'm pretty sure Crooks played for them as well. 
Speaking of crooks, I think uh, is today's birthday or was it yesterday? Today. Today is, is Jimmy birthday. Jimmy Crooks the Third's birthday. <laughs> You're gonna keep perpetuating that false moniker. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy uh, Crooks the Third Esquire. It sounds so prestigious, though, doesn't it? Oh, you gotta add Esquire on there because you know he's like an attorney or something, something like that. Isn't that uh, what Esquire means? I don't know what Esquire means. I'm pretty means. sure Esquire means you're like you have a law degree or are able to practice law. What do you think this show is, John? You think I know fancy stuff like that? I don't know. I brought up the Vonnegut on our last episode, and everybody thought I was nuts. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, all in all, I think it's uh, the the summer ball getting guys on teams like that, and um, I think, like you said, it's it's kind of where the people want to go so when you have a lot of guys playing in some of these leagues like the the cod the northwoods um what are a couple of the other bigger summer well california collegiate is probably the third in in line i would think Mm -hmm. and then i think alaska has its own collegiate league the midnight sun league or something like that yeah but uh no cal you want to know something interesting about the california league so we have the santa barbara foresters who have harbored quite a few Sooners over the past, I would say, I mean, not quite a decade, but KP goes back quite far on that team. Uh, that young man played with them when he was, before he even made it to OU. Oh, he was wow. out playing and, and playing and doing work in the California Collegiate. Huh. Well, there you go. That's a little bit of, little bit of informa- or history for you there. But yeah, no, Cali, Cali League's good. The Palmetto League, that's where the Bananas were playing for quite a while. Their actual competition team, because mm-hmm. they played in the Panama, or Panama, the Palmetto. 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 So we've got, uh, what, our, our guest tonight playing on the COD. Um, yeah. We've got uh, Ingskov playing in uh, the Northwoods League. Yep. Rocco uh, playing out in Cali. Rocco playing out in Cali. I think uh, Pierce is in, in the COD too, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, yes. Pierce plays for the Chatamays. And then I think we've got Jet Lotus is playing in Kansas, right? Yeah. He plays for the Larks. That's in that uh, Sunflower League. Mm-hmm. They, that, that league's pretty cool. They've got some interesting team names. Like there's the Hayes Larks. And I'm sorry. I, I'm probably going to end up having to put a... Uh, parental advisory on this but there's the liberal bjs (laughs) it's a real team it's a real team the liberal kansas bjs and it's b-e-e or b-e-e-j-a-y-s so get your mind out of the gutters why wasn't it blue jays i have no idea man if it's gonna if it's gonna run with the the bird theme you know, if Aaron Nicholas is listening to this episode, maybe he can shed some light on this. Because they're from Kansas, and I have right. a feeling they're pretty uh, in tune with the Kansas baseball community and might be able oh, to yeah. tell us where that yeah. name comes from and why Very it true. is the way it is. Huh. You'd be like, they're all filthy. That's they're why. Terrible. Huh. I, that, I'm sure there's a story behind it for sure. I feel like we got to get a laugh track behind us so that this doesn't sound as odd as it does. (laughs) Uh, Shoot from the hip, Johnny. 
And then, uh, <laughs> right? Well, I shot from the hip and got us removed from Apple. Yep. No, uh, what's his name? Uh, Gray Thomas. Uh, he's also playing out in the Cali. He's playing for Santa Barbara as well. Okay. So, so he's Easton not playing anywhere this summer? I don't know. if catchers Do catchers typically go play very often? Or Jimmy, is that pretty- Jimmy went to the Cape and got turned into a monster. Jimmy's a horse, though, man. Jimmy, Jimmy's a- Jimmy went to the Cape. Jimmy got the worst of the Cape experience. Do you know that? So you know how the Cape works, right? Like how the environment up there. You have a host family. Right, yeah. Okay, well, this is, Jimmy went to the Cape right after COVID. And so they didn't have all the host families and amenities that everybody gets to enjoy when you're in the Cape. He had to stay in like a some, motel, like some college dorms, like some ran, you know, ramshackle college dorm somewhere that, you know, was not the you know top of the line or anything. And I get that we're up there to play baseball, but you also want to get the most out of the league you're playing in. Right. So, yeah, oh, Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy didn't get it. Didn't exactly get the. Cape Cod experience. And I don't know if he played there twice or not. I feel like he did. So maybe it was the first time around that he got a got a bad run of it. And the second time around, he had a great, great time. Because, like, PG was up there as well. I'm pretty sure they played on the same team. I feel like Jimmy's a guy that wouldn't want the good experience. He's like, I want to suffer. I want to suffer. That's the only way to get better. Yeah. Is to suffer. He's yeah. like Opus. Do you know what Opus Day is? No. Opus Day is a sect of Catholicism where they like try to live like how Christ lived, like even through his punishment. And so they will like punish themselves in order to be more like closer to God. Flagellants. So, that's exactly what it is. That's yeah. exactly what it is. So maybe, maybe, uh, maybe uh, uh, Jimmy is practices like that. He's like, a, I'll be standing out there in front of a pitching machine like uh, Happy Gilmore. The the only way to become Yadier Molina is to live as he did. It's to suffer. Oh yeah, no, he's gonna be Opa, Opus Molina. Opus Molina. He's gonna, uh, be, he's gonna be better than Molina one day, man. Dude, he's, dude, he's he's doing well. Dude is good. He he's is good, real good. good. I hear uh, Dave or David Sandlin's injured. Yeah, I think he's uh, I think he's got a bit of a wing injury. Hmm. So. Nothing too serious, yeah. I don't think so. Um, I think it's uh, we. He's a guy we we need to have Sandlin on. So we'll maybe we'll maybe try to line that up because I mean he was a repeat offender on the uh, on the spaces. Oh, yeah. So we gotta we gotta get him on a podcast. But yeah, I think I think it's I don't think it's too terrible. I mean, it's not like a it's not like TJ. So yeah, no, I truly enjoyed having David on whenever he was uh, he was with us. Always a, a fun time. Oh yeah. yeah, I love when we have any of the players on, man. I'm excited for this one. Like we have been waiting patiently for Spike to even respond to our DMs. Like I can tell you exactly how this went because, like, I just kind of out of the blue was like, "Hey, maybe we should reach out to John again and see if he'll be on the podcast." Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, other college baseball news circulating today. Um, if you've been on Twitter, you've probably seen uh, D1 Baseball, which I'm going to have to go and listen to. Uh, I'm a big fan of listening to things I disagree with just to find out what someone else potentially has to say. Uh, 
expanding the team, the, the teams to 72 in, in the playoffs is, is getting kicked around and more than kicked around. I feel like right now. So like you want to give your opinion or I'm going to give mine. Why don't you give yours first? I think we should leave it the way it is. I mean, I think I saw where you were posting about how there needs to be, or there could be play in games, mm-hmm. which I actually wouldn't mind that at all. I think you give a few more teams like that kind of that wild card type environment, you know, and they also got to play a few more games. So it's going to be, you know, hell on their bullpen, hell on their staff. So, I mean, if you can make it out of there, you deserve it. But uh, no, I think that keeping it at the, the current state as it is, or just adding your, your four teams like you were talking about. I don't understand the idea of, I mean, why would, I don't get why it would be so. I mean, you really look at when you go down to seventy-two teams, because I mean, what is it? I, every year, there's probably like two to three teams that get left out that were legitimately like maybe could have possibly gotten in. There's never more than that. Like no one's looking at you know some sixty RPI team that didn't win their conference and thinking like, oh yeah, that team should have been in. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So I don't think there's really I, there's there's two to three teams a year that feel like they got slighted and some of them have a legitimate beef. And so, so I, I think you just the, the play in games prove it. Then you have four extra teams. You really have 68 teams that, quote unquote, make the playoffs and eight of them happen to be wild card. And they that, should make them, it. They should make them be like within your league, too. Like we should have played Kansas State for the oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> for the final be, slot. That would be wicked. That would be wicked. Oh man! But Wait, here's how, the th- go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just gonna say. But here's the thing. I mean, even if you let in seventy two, who's gonna be upset? Seventy three through seven through seventy five. You know. So I don't know. I just think it's a unneeded rabbit hole. They do that same thing with college football playoff. That same argument you're making or yeah. you're saying is, you know, like you've, instead of there being four teams in the playoff, now there's, you know, 12 or 16. So who who's going to bitch after that? You know, well, 17, 18, 19, 20, you know, whoever's yeah. on the outside looking in, you're just going to have more and more bitching. So, Well, here's the thing. I get expanded playoffs in the pros in, in some ways because there's what – there's 30 MLB teams. How many football teams are there? Is there 32? In what? In the NFL. It's 32, Oh, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. 32, yes. Sorry. I don't know what NBA is, but I'm guessing it's around 30 or 32. And so you'll have a team that is close to 500 make the playoffs. But the difference is there's 300 teams plus in college baseball. In, in the pros – you know, those teams that are right on the edge or might be right around 500 that make the playoffs possibly have played the best teams in the league multiple times throughout the year. And so you can kind of see maybe they, maybe you have a team that had to play most of their schedule against the top teams in the league. And so they're at 500 because they played a lot of the top teams in the league. When you start getting into the 70s level of college baseball, some of those teams have not played the top teams in college baseball multiple times. Oh yeah. So oh, you're looking at a 500 team that really hasn't played anyone all year. Like why are they in the playoffs? I don't, I don't get it. Well, I don't know. I mean, the, the SEC, the SEC seems to be full of teams like that every year. We have, you know, sub 500 conference records and we're like a three seed 
you know yeah <laughs> it 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 is somewhat ridiculous i i can agree on that and you're you're not wrong about your argument about you know there being teams that have you know some of them have played the best teams in the league multiple times and some of them have played a you know a powder puff schedule to just try to sneak in you know so mm-hmm. Kansas State <laughs> I wasn't gonna say it but you said it but so yes but yes were, Kansas State were you shocked at how many national pundits came to came to defend that guy <sighs> I was a little bit. You mean bit. the guy? The guy. The guy. The guy. He who shall not. It's like Voldemort on this show. <laughs> we shall not mention Pete Hugh's name. I just no. thought it. I thought the whining was a little annoying. Uh, I mean, okay, so there's two trains of thought here. One, he's going to bat for his players, and I can understand that. I Tip of the cap, you know, go defend your boys, you know. But then again, like, you're also brainwashing some of these kids to believe they're better than they actually were. Okay, yes, you swept Oklahoma. Good for you. You did a good job. But let's look at the grander, you know, the the grand scheme of things. Did your record and RPI reflect what it needed to be in order to get into the tournament? Mm-hmm. No, it did not. And I'm sure that people can argue up and down that there are you know, different factors as to why they should have been in the tournament and why OU should have been in the tournament. I, I am surprised that the pundits came and in, in, in defended him, frankly, just because I know what the guy is like as far as, you know, his time coaching at OU and he did nobody any favors while he was here. So it's kind of I kind of why I don't understand why they came, because if if you're complimenting or giving Pete Hughes the benefit of the doubt on anything, then you just don't know the man. I'm sorry. And I don't mm-hmm. know him personally, but I know him as a baseball coach. And to me, the it's it wasn't defending his players. It was being it was being weak. I'm sorry. Just take your lump and move on. Yeah. Yeah. Or or you know, don't lose to a bottom feeder in the summit league. Ooh, what was that? Saint Saint Thomas. Thomas. Yeah. Right? At home. At home. Wasn't it? Yeah. It was. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. That's man, we're we're chalking up some old memories here. That feels like an eternity ago that we were actually really talking about that. How did oh, we know. get on that anyway? What? The we were just talking about the tournament. Uh, expanding the playoffs. Expanding the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it's hopefully silly. hopefully old Dom Hughes doesn't hear this episode. Oh boy. He's gonna send me some emojis in my uh <laughs> In my DMs. <laughs> Expletive ridden. Jeez. Uh, I can't believe you don't like my dad. Yeah, what an, what an odd thing. What an odd so, thing. So, like, why do you care what I care about, man? Like, focus on baseball. Like, yeah. you're in the portal. That, that cat's in the portal right now. What do you think that... that's for? Like, why, why is Dom Hughes in the portal? Can we answer that? I haven't even looked to see if he's actually done anything. So, uh, no, I don't think he's. I don't think he's leaving. Oh, you just think he got in the portal for <laughs> leverage against his own dad? <laughs> like, how how do you do? Like, <laughs> dad, I want a full scholarship. Well, or do you think that maybe he thought uh, the draft was going to be calling? No way. I mean, his numbers are not that. No, good. hell no. Uh, that's funny. This get, we're going to have the highest-rated podcast in Manhattan, Kansas next week. Yeah. 
like somebody's gonna learn like you ought to listen to this episode they really go in on you and your dad there you go they're gonna you're gonna start getting living rent free in in your head type tweets right like oh man the Oklahoma baseball experience needs to be changed to the Pete Hughes baseball experience you talk about him so damn much uh we've got some we've had we've done some good stuff I want to apologize to Houston Russell uh, our guest that we were supposed to have on last week uh, we see we use what is called a virtual studio to record these I'm talking to our fans right now I'm breaking the fourth wall of podcasting we use what is called a virtual studio and uh, Brandon and I hop on we send a link to our guests our guests join us and then we record our episode and none of it is native to any of our computers I wish that there was a way for me to have a local copy of our recordings but it just isn't what it does it goes off it gets uh anal or did i don't know what the hell they do do with it while it's gone but it's gone for about an hour and then it comes back and i'm able to download the the audio and do what i need to do with it to produce our final product the wonderful episodes of the oklahoma baseball experience you get to hear most every week well, last week when we recorded with Houston, the upload never came back. It was corrupt. You know, we're we're still working on getting it, and hopefully they will have a way of giving it to us. I know that we recorded with uh, the Savannah Savannah Bananas coach yeah, earlier right. in the season last year, and the same thing happened. And it's nothing that Houston did. It's completely on our uh, virtual studios part. Uh, Hopefully there'll be something that can be done about it, but I'm holding out hope right now. So like I said, want to apologize to Houston, but we did cover some things in that episode that I would like to revisit on this, but not necessarily in its entirety because we have a episode planned for the second week of August around that time where we are going to have a couple special guests, a couple new Sooners. Uh, it's going to be a recruiting episode. We're going to, we're putting together some mock rosters, right, Brandon? Mock roster, yeah. Yep. Put together some mock rosters. Uh, Brandon will have his own. I'll have my own. Uh, we're going to go through who's here, who has gone. I feel like by that time, we'll be able to let the dust settle on the portal a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll know who, you know, completely who has signed, or at least get an idea of who signed their pro contracts. And uh, I don't think it's any secret right now, but we can expect uh, Mac to be returning to us. Uh, it was thought that he was going to sign an undrafted free agency a contract, but he's decided to come back to school, which is a wonderful thing for the Oklahoma Sooners. And I can almost guarantee he's going to be better for it next, next year. That's a, I mean, that's so, I mean, we kind of had a trade off there, right? Cause there was a lot of good feelings that Dakota was going to be back. Yes. And Dakota ended up not being back, but then there was pretty solid feelings that McKenzie was gone. Right. And we got McKenzie back. So kind of all worked itself out a little bit. Right. So, well, yeah. yeah. And we've, and we've done some great work in the portal. Uh, there's a Davis kid that's up there. He's actually playing with, with Spike on his team. Uh, I forget where he's out of, but that was a nice pickup. We also are keeping uh, some of our, our draftees. Uh, Golston is going to be, be uh, has, agreed to stay at OU and not take his pro contract. Uh, but like I said, we will address a lot of that in that 
second week of August episode. Uh, we're calling it our recruiting episode. And you can rest assured the two guests that we're going to have on that, that on that day are going to be awesome. Uh, you're going to be excited to hear from them because from what I understand and from the little bit I've interacted with them, they're pretty awesome guys and it's going to be fun to, to visit with them and learn about their experience as they transition from, uh, you know, the previous schools to, to OU. Yeah, no, absolutely. It'll, it'll be a good one. Mock, you know, mock lineups will be fun to do. We'll, uh, we'll kind of get to, you know, the other thing we'll get to do is we'll get to preview fall ball a little bit with the mock lineups. And, um, I'm, I'm planning to make more of an appearance at, uh, at fall ball this year. So, well, I'm hoping, and I've, I've been laying this down to Ryan Gaines over and over. I mean, I got to tell you guys, I'm not opposed to embarrassing myself when it goes to talking to the people at OU about the baseball team. Like I'll just straight up ask, like, I'm sorry. Like if I want to know something, I try to find out about it. And so I will just ask And sometimes they give it to me. Sometimes they don't, you know, in, I'm not saying that everybody needs to go do that and please leave the baseball program alone, but there's really nobody else asking right now, you know, mm-hmm. and there are people in uh, what's the old saying inquiring minds need to know or want to know, like yeah. we want to know about this stuff. That's why I wish, Oh, you would do a better job of producing a summer, you know, roster of players and where they're at, you know? Uh, and I, I really think that, Oh, you could do a better job of promoting the fall world series especially if you schedule it on a day where we have a football game, like schedule that, you know, game two, not game three. If you, I mean, if you could time it up where you got game three and you had a championship series on that day, cause mm-hmm. they could start on a Thursday and on a Saturday, but you know, schedule that second game on a day where we have a football game and where it's not going to be at the same time as the football game. And then invite all of those cats that went to that game over to the baseball field to watch the fall world series because I think you get a lot of interest in it and put it at a time, put them all at a time where everybody can make it because you know, one o'clock on Friday or one o'clock on a Wednesday, <laughs> not it's a not lot of people work. are going to be able to get yeah. there. You know, some of us, I mean, Brandon, if you wanted to make it, you're coming from, from Tulsa. You yeah. Know? So we got to, you know, they do a, a wonderful job. Don't get me wrong. I'm not like dogging the, the program or anything but we could do a better job of promoting the fall world series maybe doing something special to you know draw in the fans i've had ideas in in the past of you know what if we dedicated the fall world series to the past world championship world series teams you know like mm-hmm. what if we had you know one year the world series the fall world series was 1994 themed and everybody shows up you know wearing 90s regal you know attire right yeah. Now you heart you go back to 1951, and the place is going to look even crazier because you're going to have people showing up to the games in suits and ties, <laughs> you know, full yeah. Sunday Sunday dress. Because I mean, that's what people did. Have you ever seen pictures? Oh yeah, from back no. in the day. It it is it's it's like they uh, when they used to go to the airport and everyone used to everyone used to dress up all the time. No, oh, yeah, we wear a suit and tie and a hat, you know. <laughs> but like, if you had the 1951 game where everybody dressed up like, like I'm talking like you're not allowed in the stadium if you're not dressed appropriately and like have Toby do the game in complete 1951 style, you know, where it's, you know, like a league of their own type, you know, like atmosphere, you know, I think it'd be super fun. I think it'd be something that would, that would be, that would interest the fans. You could have a dinner before the game, the, the night before the game where you honor any of the, you know, I hate to use the term living, but I mean, 
obviously some of those cats are not with us anymore. But, you know, invite those living players from the 1951 team to be honored, you know. And this is all part of the reaching out to alumni and trying to bring them back to the program. And, you know, hopefully some of them open up their pocketbook, you know. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, another thing that would be great is to um, televise them. Oh, yes. No, exactly. Which we, we actually yeah. got last year. We did, we did get it. We did get it. We did. I got it put on the, the Sooner Sports app, didn't I? Or on the the TV app? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, it was it was on there. And so, you know, just some, throwing this out there, if they need a play-by-play and color analyst. Oh, yeah. We are exactly. available. That right. that right there would be a would be a dream for me. That'd now be a blast. Now don't go writing me checks for me that I can't cash, Brandon. Because <laughs> like I feel like I get in the booth and it'd be like base hit John Speckerman. <laughs> I feel like you'd be you'd have to be the color guy. John advances to third on a single. Yeah, no, I mean I mean I guess you're right. Well, I'm the Blake Brewster of this group. <laughs> I think yeah. Yeah, I think you're think think you're certainly the color guy. I I well, Brandon, I definitely have to agree. Like, if there's anybody who is Toby Rolandesque in this group, it is definitely you. I say the, you. I say you and Toby have some great vibes. You're this, yeah. But see, the thing about that is, you're the storyteller, and that's that's what people. I mean, in reality, anyone can can just say what's happening in the game. Like, that's not. I'm not saying what Toby does is an amazing. Don't get me wrong. It is. I would rather listen to Toby Roland than any other broadcaster, you know, out there. But, you know, it's it's the stories that get told on broadcasts that it's why people listen to games more than watch them sometimes. Oh, Brandon, like you got you stories. Just, I know you just hit the you hit a, a pretty soft like I'm I'm gonna call it a soft button. You hit a soft spot here because speaking of stories. We lost a gentleman over the, oh, yeah. in the past month, you know, George Frazier. And the man could tell so many wonderful stories about the program. I mean, I think he's forgotten more about OU baseball than I, you know, will ever know, you know. So it's it's very sad to hear the, of his passing. And I, I, OU did a great job of honoring him. I know they had the, the uh, gathering there in Tulsa, there at one oak. Did you? I don't. I think it was pretty early in the day, so it was kind of hard to make it. But, mm-hmm. but no, that's. Yeah. But yeah, no. As far as storytelling goes, George was definitely the best. But you're right, man. Like, I, I could definitely tell stories while we were uh, calling the Fall World Series. I know George would call it. Would say would do an awesome job at that too. He'd be like, you know what we did in the fall back then? Played football. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't no fall baseball back when I played. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I mean that was a that was a huge loss. I mean, I've been listening to OU baseball for like really listening to it, especially when I was living in Kansas and didn't really have a way to go to games unless they came and played Wichita State, we'd go go see them. Um but uh yeah, I and for the last, you know, 7 or 8 years been listening to George. So yeah, it's a it's a bummer. Oh yeah, no George goes way back, man alumni first and foremost he is an oklahoma sooner so he wasn't just a you know a voice of the sooners he was an actual sooner so we lost like a big chunk of of you know sooner pride or sooner magic when he died 
it's very sad. And, you know, I, there's not a lot of, of deaths that kind of like strike me, but that one was so sudden. And so like, I mean, you didn't see it coming. He was just such a young man. Like I know that he was up there in, in years, but he also just carried himself like a very young man and had very, you know, he was a very strong voice whenever he was on the, on the air. And I just, I don't understand it. Yeah. I, I mean, did you, did you happen to see what, uh, what he died from? I don't, I don't think they ever said. Oh, okay. But yeah. I didn't know he was battling anything or anything like no, that. No, I so, don't. Yeah. And I don't think he was. And I, now that I think of it, it might've been a heart complication. Mm-hmm. I don't want to speak out of turn on that, but I mean, at the end of the day, it was very sudden and very tragic. Yeah. Like I, nobody saw that coming and it, it's very sad. And we did, we lost a big, big piece of us when that, when he, when he passed. You know, but George, George would want us to move on, Brandon. George would George want us, would to, want us to tally, you know, sally forth, right? Is that what they, what they say? Yeah. Gotta, it's, I mean, gotta keep going. What was that story that uh, Toby Rowland mentioned on Twitter? Do you remember? I found someone's wedding ring, I think, in the locker room. <laughs> and he told him he'd give it to him, but he owed him a strikeout or something. He did. Yeah. He did. And then the guy struck out on purpose. He shook his head, yep, and then he said no, said yes, he said no, said yes, and then he said, okay, fine, and yeah, <laughs> struck him out. Oh, uh, that's, that's pretty I'm sure epic. the guy had some choice words after that, but that's hilarious, man. That is that, an I mean, all-time great story. It's typical, tip, I mean, I, there's nobody else I could see, like, orchestrating that story better than... than than George. Like I can believe that that is something that would happen to George Frazier. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, absolutely. He, and yeah, so he had, he had some great stories, but anyway, along those lines, back to the, you know, the originals, I could totally see you being the story guy oh, yeah. and, uh, and I'll, and I'll do the play by play. So, uh, but no, yeah, I mean, I think that all really just ties into really well, the, the golf tournament from, from last week. And, um, there, there's been a, obviously a couple of things over this summer that have brought this, you know, OU baseball community together. And last week was really awesome for you and I to to see a lot of the uh, the former alumni out there to talk to some of the coaches to to get a chance to chat with Toby for a bit and uh, raise some money for the miners. So that was that was really really positive. Oh yeah, no, we've been talking about that for I mean, months now about how much we were looking forward to that tournament, how much, you know, how excited we were to help out with that. Uh, it's a great cause. You know, the Minor Brothers, I know we've said this a million times, Minor Brothers are, you know, as about as Oklahoma baseball as you can get. I mean, the Damon and his home run into the zoo, you know, they just both very athletic human beings. Very, They are the epitome of what it is to be Sooners. And that whole thing, like – just being out there in with all those people and getting to meet some sooner greats. I mean, we got to solve Russ. I mean, that old fella, you know, Russ Ortiz, <laughs> right? We talked to him. Uh, I've been I've been releasing these interviews that we got that week or that day over the you know this last week, and I'll be releasing some more over the next couple of days. But it was just awesome to see everybody come together and rally around those guys and rally around Ryan and you know lift them up and you know raise money to help him out and i mean it just makes you feel good to know that there's a community out there that cares about about these people and cares about other sooners so you're exactly right it was awesome you know we also got to visit with toby rowan 
uh, at the end he thought my shoes were cool <laughs> yeah <laughs> cool shoes yeah no toby's awesome man toby does a, a lot for us you know oh yeah, uh, yeah. i mean he didn't just record our intro or anything no, of course not. Well, I mean, he he does a lot for us, and he does a lot for the baseball program. So, I mean, he does the big three sports, um, all of them. But you know, he really. Brandon, what's that? Are you saying baseball? It's the, one of the big threes. Well, it's a big three men's sport, typically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not necessarily. Uh, at a, yes. We're getting troubled by the softball community, sir. No, it's it is a big three sport. I mean, it's it's definitely a big three sport. So he does the big three sport. One could argue that baseball is the third, you know, uh, most supported by the school. So um, we're going to combine the women's and men's basketball programs, correct? Sure. Let's okay. Do, yeah. Because <laughs> it's football, basketball, baseball, and then everything else. It's pretty much, I mean, and yeah, and so, but he calls all those sports, but he puts a lot of effort into baseball. He, he, oh. he talks about baseball just as much as any of them. Oh, I, I that's the main reason why I listen to KREF, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I know we have our own show, but like, I have been a listener of KREF, not since they started, but I mean, I go back to like 2006. I'm pretty sure they started like the uh, Toby and TJ. I'm pretty sure their show started in like 2000, 2000 or 2001. So I'm only five years off of when they started is when I started listening to them like religiously. Mm-hmm. Now it gets harder when you work from home. It's kind of hard to listen to radio stations because I don't really listen to a whole lot of stuff. Like I can't listen to podcasts. I can't listen to spoken word while I'm working. I get distracted. Mm-hmm. I'll listen to music, but like if I have to drive anywhere, K Ref's on there. You know, that's what I'm, if I'm, it's usually uh, Toby and TJ in the morning and uh, Tyler and Teddy in the afternoon if when I'm coming home from wherever I've, I've gone that day. So, but he is the main reason why I listen to K Ref because they talk about baseball as much as they do. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, no. And, uh, so yeah, he really good interviews and uh, with with all those guys and hoping that we have a, another real good interview coming up here. Yeah, Brandon, it's gonna be awesome. We actually have uh, John Spikerman with us. I've been like I said, I've been I've probably said it a thousand times during this episode alone that we've been looking forward to this for quite a while. But John, how are you doing, man? I'm doing well, JB. How are you? Doing good, man. Doing good. How's that? This is actually a difficult question to ask because I know that some of our fans on Twitter are going to ask about the Cape League. But uh, how's things <laughs> going up there in the Cape, man? It's uh, it's been great so far. I've been up here for just over a month now, and uh, you know, built some really strong relationships. Uh, I feel like I'm learning a lot um, about how to be be good at baseball on my own, and you know, take care of my body on my own. Um, I love playing every day. Yeah, it gives you an opportunity to to bounce back after you you suck one night and stuff. So it's uh it's been it's been a lot of fun so far. That looks like it's a super fun league to be in. I'll tell you, as far as like ranking the collegiate leagues, I have a, I mean, in my personal opinion, the Cod Cape Cod League is the top league in the country. Yeah, for sure. I I would uh I, I would I think it's safe to say most people would agree with that. Um, yeah, the the competition is. 
second to none up here uh, as far as depth goes and as far as bullpens and you know you're never facing a bad arm uh all the all the hitters are are, are your best hitters your best players uh, from the country so it's uh it's a lot of fun to be to be a part of this now, do you have a host family i do yeah they're great what's uh what's their house like is it cool Oh yeah, they uh, they've got a cool little setup over here. Uh, uh, it's uh, my host parents, and then we've got I've got a host brother and host sister, and uh, one one roommate, and uh, so that's been real fun. Who's your uh, Who's your roommate? <laughs> um, Evan O'Toole from Oklahoma State. Oh <laughs> yeah. boy, yeah. Hey, so, you're all you're all Commodores this summer, right? Yeah, we're all he's he's the best. It's uh, it's been a lot of fun. Now, did you play in the Cape last year too? No, I I didn't play summer ball last year. I stayed in Norman after we got done. Yeah, you you all are having some fun though. I've what we've seen the videos. So, um, was the multiple balls being thrown at you from the dugout? Was that is that a nightly occurrence, daily occurrence, or was that just a, a one off? That went on for about three nights um until i had had enough of that so uh i i don't want to say i snapped but i told them they need to stop because uh. it's not i kept dropping them all and then i'd have to pick them up while the other team's taking infield in between innings and <laughs> not working oh i thought uh, it was quite impressive man how many did you catch in the video that we saw <laughs> probably probably six or seven i guess i don't know now, I, I follow your, uh, the Commodore's TikTok account, and mm-hmm. they do that, I forget what it's called, segment before every game, where they have a mic set up for you guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you like participating in that? Um, yeah, I do, but I just always think about my answer too long, so they never get me actually in the video, I feel like. <laughs> I think the last one I saw was uh, barbecue or favorite food. Maybe. Oh yeah. You had answered. You had pretty good brisket in Texas. Yeah, yeah. That was that was my answer. Well, John, we're uh, definitely wanted to chat with you because I don't think we've you know we really haven't spoken to you before, and so no. wanted to kind of get your thoughts on um, you know the 2022 season. I know that's two seasons ago for you now, uh, but you know, seeing as how we haven't had you on before, it, I think it'd be cool to get your perspective of the season because. You know, you really came on um, about halfway through the season, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think so. That's uh, my freshman year you all are asking about, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, halfway through. Now, you were recruited as a shortstop, weren't you? Correct, yep. I played shortstop my whole life. Started at shortstop for four years in high school. Um, yeah, so those are my roots. So what's the transition been like to the outfield? Um, it's I mean at first I remember, I think I made my first start in left field against Pacific maybe, and I remember like there were some balls being hit and I was like oh my gosh these are way up there like playing outfield in college is not like playing outfield in high school it's like it's hard, and uh, at first it was a little shaky uh, I would misplay some balls and stuff but now it's it's just like second nature i feel like you know with coach willits and and all that we he 
he's helped me out a bunch and I've been able to get pretty comfortable out there. So it's good. It's absolutely hilarious to hear you say that the outfield is hard for two reasons. One, you make it look absolutely super easy, <laughs> especially with how fast you are. And second, because we had, uh, Peyton Graham. We have Peyton Graham on. Yeah, I'm sure he had something to say about that. (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. We had asked about his time playing center field because I think he took over for for Tread for a bit while Tread was working through an injury. He did, yeah. So we had him on the space. And we had, so what was playing center field like? It's like boring, I guess. I mean, all you do is kind of sit or stand around out there. (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely a change of pace from the infield. There's a lot more. uh, relax uh, it's a little more relaxed out there like you guys know we, we can turn around and say what's up to y'all and stuff on the burn yeah so now I, I i believe me i will be getting to that soon enough because i've we've got some stuff to ask you about if you we uh, annoy you or <laughs> no never no that's that's really positive so i mean you talk, I mean, it, great to call back on on pg there like what was so special about y'all's team in in 2022 man i think you had a group of guys that, as a whole, had been playing college baseball for a long time. And I think you had guys that knew how to win. And they were willing to put in the work that it took to win. And you had guys that weren't afraid to lead, younger guys like myself. And I think a combination of all that stuff, you know, great coaches, all the things I just said, um, and then – there was a firm belief that we were going to win every single game, no matter the situation that we were in. And I, I think everyone truly believed that in their hearts. Um, and we just had a will to win. That was a pretty magical season. And I know that, you know, we are supposed to have short memories in, uh, in baseball, but it's still fun to look back on that. Cause I mean, there were yeah. a lot of, a lot of young guys like you, you know, we called you guys the three headed monster, you know, you, uh, Wallace and, and J Nick. I mean, there's just so many names on the team that just went insane, insane that year. Yeah. It was, it was just a, I, I really like hearing your perspective on it. Yeah, it was, uh, I couldn't have asked for a better group of guys to show me the ropes for my freshman year. Um, Obviously, the only thing I wish that would have happened was that we won the national championship. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, it was uh, it was amazing, and playing and playing in Omaha. I mean, it still kind of feels like a little dream. Um, it, it sometimes it doesn't feel real until you actually sit down and think, like, oh, I actually did that. I got a question for you, John. So, like, when that run started. I, I actively started trying to pay attention to this because, you know, you start your regional in Florida and when Florida was playing, they had quite a few, quite a few fans there, but it still wasn't quite Omaha-esque level excitement, you know. Then you move on to uh, Virginia Tech, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even even that atmosphere, it's it's crazy, you know, It's it, but it's still not quite Omaha. Like, did you, were you aware of like that transition from like Eldale to the regional, to the super regional, to Omaha, and like how would just the level of, uh, I mean, I guess the stage, how the stage changed from level to level to level? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, as far as L. Dale to the, the postseason, I mean, postseason baseball is going to top just about anything. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, the regional was, was lots of fun. I remember 
um, there being about 7,000 people there and you kind of got your feet wet in, in postseason ball. And so that was that was a good little first first uh, little tournament for us. And then when we got to, to Blacksburg for the Super, you know, you can kind of feel like, okay, we're two wins away from going to Omaha. Like, this is kind of a big deal. Um, <laughs> so, and there was quite a bit of people there, and that was actually my favorite place to play um, besides Omaha. And then when you get to Omaha, it's, it's I mean, you got – nearly 30,000 people and you just kind of got to sit back and take a look around when you're taking the field and be like holy cow like this is uh this is a lot of people and it's loud and you know when the crowd roars you can feel the stadium shake and you know there's there's just nothing like it so yeah you can definitely tell the difference between the the different stages for sure mm. 20,000 jello shots will do that to you, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't I didn't get the chance to, to have any jello shots while I was there, but I'm sure they they can uh, they can make you a little louder. You know, that's that's awesome, man. That uh kind of leads to another thing. So, you know, we you're in Virginia and you make that diving catch. I think it was in the in game uh game 1. It was game, it was game 1. It closed out game 1. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that might be one of the most popular gifts being used right now. Are you aware of that? I I see I see it quite a bit. Yeah, I'm yeah. serious, man. Like I I would probably say I don't even know if there's anybody else who has more like actual uh, gifts or images than you on the team right now. So there there might be one. There might oh on the team right now. No, I would say that is I would say your diving catch is the most gift oh. used gift. However, yeah, or the slide into second base where he like yeah. puts his fist up. Yeah, Trevin. Trevin also had uh, a yeah, yeah, multiple yeah, 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 uh, yeah. multiple yeah. gifts that were were used. I don't know if yeah. you've seen those. Oh, I've seen them all. I've, I've seen them all. Those are good. He's got the horns down. He's got the. He's got the Kenny the Powers. The oh yeah, the Kenny Powers. Yeah. He's yeah. making fun of the Virginia Tech pitcher. Yeah, that guy was a clown. <laughs> Was uh was was the Florida regional uh as heated as, as it seemed at times? I mean, were you you and the especially? I mean, obviously, uh, in the finals, were you all going back and forth as much as it seemed, or was it just a few uh, bits here and there? Not really. I mean, it's high stakes baseball game. Kids are gonna chirp and emotions are gonna run high and stuff. But I mean, it wasn't anything abnormal. Well, and then the Virginia Virginia Tech series, they got mad because they weren't allowed to use their sweet little hammer. Oh yeah, no, they didn't. They they did get mad. I remember that, which I think is absolutely ridiculous. They should like they should be able to use their hammer, but. Oh no, I totally agree. But we also have baseball to play. Like, I never saw y'all whining about not getting to use the uh, lion spike. Yeah, the no. lion spike was not something that people focused on. It was something that helped you guys focus. Yeah, that was uh, I missed the line spike. Actually, maybe we can bring it back. I want y'all to bring the wagon wheel back, man. Yeah, the wagon wheel is cool. I've never experienced the wagon wheel before, so maybe we can do that. I've asked Gaines if they still have it. I don't think he's ever answered me. I'm sure. I'm sure we can. We can find a wheel somewhere. He uh, it might have been after the 2020 season where the draft was very unkind to us. Mm -hmm. So he might have gotten rid of it. 
Spike, moving on from baseball from for just a second, one one thing that I'm interested in, kind of interested in is uh, you you are a very fast person. I think that's pretty <laughs> pretty obvious to know. Your your sister is also very fast, correct? Yes, yeah, she is. Yes, yeah, she is. Is she faster okay. than you? Is she what? Is she faster than you? Uh, I I'm not gonna answer. I think I think you guys know the answer. She's she's pretty fast though. Are are your folks fast? Like, are your parents fast? <laughs> no, they're not at all. <laughs> I don't know where it comes from, but uh, no, they're not. See, I just have this in this vision of like your family is like a. It's like Saturday morning. Uh, you guys can't go out and have fun until you get all your chores done, and you just have this cartoon esque moment where you guys are just running through the house and this whirlwind looks like a tornado uh, of just speed going around the house, just blurs like a dash from uh, the Incredibles and, and it all gets done in 10 seconds. And that's, that's how your family works. Yeah, it's pretty funny. I think it's quite the opposite though. We're, uh, <laughs> we, we're, we're pretty slow around the house. So that's funny, man. That's hilarious. Well, Brandon, you want to get to our uh, Twitter questions? Oh yeah, absolutely. And, so I got, we, we do this uh, with, with every guest that we have. We uh, announce that we're going to have you on and then allow mm-hmm. some of the, the folks that typically listen and uh, follow us on Twitter, ask questions. Uh, so we'll, we'll go with the first mm-hmm. Troj here. Well, what is, yeah. John, did you get a chance to look at these first? Um, I saw a couple of them, but I, I had a game tonight, so I didn't, I didn't get to read all of them. Oh, okay. How did your game go tonight? Uh, we won five to nothing. Nice, very yeah, nice. That boy. All right, Brandon, continue. Sorry. So we got uh, Troj is uh, is has got some good ones tonight okay. here. The first two are real real straightforward. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the favorite play that you've made at Eldale? Oh, at Eldale. Let me think. Probably against Kansas this past year. Um. I don't know the detail. I just know I ran a really long ways and uh, dove in like deep left center field. Is this the dive? Yeah. Yeah. We. I mean, we didn't get to see it because it was on the other side of the fence. Because you know we're all poor people. But uh, <laughs> no, that that is a hell of a catch, sir. Yeah, hell that, that was probably that was probably that's probably number one right now. Didn't you rob one this year too? Yeah, I robbed one in West Virginia. But, you almost robbed one in Cal Baptist. Yeah, I was about to say that one. If I would have made that play, I think it would be number one. It was but, so cold. Yeah, that was miserable. But that's I'm, I'm going to be Oklahoma honest with baseball, you, John. So. You looked miserable out there. Uh, well, then let's move on to the next one here. What was your go-to restaurant, Norman? What is your go-to restaurant, Norman? Go-to restaurant, Norman. So weeknights. With the boys after practice, probably volcanoes. How did I know that was going to be your answer? That's probably a common answer. If you it is, yeah. yeah. Nick, Brandon, <laughs> next time, next time you ask that, so we're going to guess first, and then yeah. we'll have the answer. Yeah, Why? have a tell them tell them anything but volcanoes. Well, we know like, Kenny has stock in that restaurant. Yeah, Kendall, Kendall's probably had the whole menu. <laughs> Yeah, we'll uh, say uh, well I'll, next time I'll just ask it what is your favorite go-to restaurant in Norman and why isn't it Volcanoes? Yeah, yeah, that'd be a good one. That'd be a good one. 
Valer right. is good too. Valer on the on the corner is good too. What's your uh, what's your go to pizza place in Norman? <sighs> go to pizza hideaway for sure. It's not a bad choice. I think not a bad choice. Yeah. I'm a I'm a New York pizza fan on Campus Corner. That's that's good. Late nights, New York pizza is good. Now, true, like when I was in college, I I mean, you can tell I probably ate a lot of pizza shuttle when I was in college, <laughs> but <laughs> but no, that's what we could afford back then. The pizza shuttle or the New oh, York yeah. pizza? No, pizza shuttle. I would eat uh, pizza or New York pizza on Thursday most most weeks because they had a special. It was like I think three fifty for a slice, and you okay. could five dollars for a slice and a beer. I won't tell you that I used to go to class half ripped, but that's all right. <laughs> that's awesome i made it through yeah hell yeah anyways moving on Brandon. yeah no absolutely uh cubed or crushed ice this is a good one that is a good one cubed or crushed definitely crushed for sure would anyone choose cubed johnny i feel like you're gonna choose cubed no 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 no, no. i like if i can get crushed ice i'm gonna go with crushed ice but i will say there are varying types of ice like sonic ice is yeah. ice. like yeah, Sonic Ice right above there. all everybody ice. Oh, so is uh the I forget what shape it is. They're like little cylinders at mm. Classic Fifties. Now Classic Fifties oh, yeah. has great ice. The ice, the ice out of our uh, our ice machine and the clubhouse is pretty elite too. Now I wonder if that's the same ice that they give us on the berms because sometimes I will ask if they'll bring me the orange cooler, mm-hmm. and they'll bring me an orange cooler full of ice. So I don't know. And the handle on it is permanently stuck in the up position. You can't move it down. <laughs> hey, that's probably that's probably the the clubhouse ice then. Nice. Yeah. So we're, is... we're we're all eating the same ice, man. Yeah, we are. We all got the same ice. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, we got quite a few here, so I'm gonna kind of pick and choose a little bit. Uh, Captain Burnbum, this is a good one too. Have you had any lobster rolls or chowder? I have not. Had, I have not had either of those so far since I've been here. Oh, my, John, uh, you gotta. What is your host? What's your host family feed you? They pretty much whatever we want. They're they're great. They always have dinner ready, like as soon as we get home from the from our game. That's and amazing, then, man. Yeah, it's they they they're the best. So, but they they we have not been out to get any lobster rolls or chowders. Do yet. you guys get any kind of free time, or is it just? Balls to the walls baseball. Um, well, we have free time for the first half of the day, really. Um, so if you're willing to get up in the morning and, you know, get out of the house early, then you have some free time before you have to play that night. And then we, we're supposed to have an off day once a week. Um, but if a game were to get rained out, that game gets moved to your next off day. So we've been getting rained out quite a bit so we haven't had an off day in a while but we've got one on saturday uh and sunday as long as it doesn't rain so looking forward to that do you have big plans i am going golfing with my host family nice on saturday and then i don't know what i'm doing on sunday you got to get a lobster roll i mean the chowder is something that i i say you could probably take or leave because it's not but a lobster roll from in the northeast is definitely something you got to you got to try. Yeah, I, I've I've heard people talking about the lobster rolls up here and just seafood in general. So I definitely need to get into that. So do you guys have a rival with anybody up there? 
Yeah, Katuit. We uh, the I've got some. Years? Yeah, I've got some choice words for Katuit, but I'm not gonna say them on the pod. So it's all right. Yeah. It's all right, man. You know, I actually own a Katuit Cavaliers T-shirt. Do you really? That's a shame. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> we had. I think we had a guy who played for them a couple of years ago. Probably and I'm just trying to support the the team he was on. Yeah, they're really good. It's uh, they just it's yeah. I don't know. It's just Katuit and Falmouth and Katuit are close to each other. So there's kind of a town rivalry. Like the towns don't like each other. And I don't know. They uh, our first game against Katuit, they our coaches brought us together, sent us uh, sent a picture of us out to all the Commodore alumni saying basically F Katuit and the alumni were really really happy with those those pictures. That's crazy. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have thought there'd be that deep rivalries in the in the comment, but man, it's it's weird because like we we're just up here for the summer, so we kind of have to like 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 adapt to that. Cause, <laughs> I, mean, I ain't I ain't never heard of Katuit before, so yeah. You're their hired guns, man. Yeah, yeah. You got to rep- represent the Commodores. Mm-hmm. Gotta be handy with your bat if you know what I mean. I know what you mean. All right, let's get to let's get to some speed questions because you knew there was going to be a couple here. So so I'm going to pair pair two together from Ronnie Crimson and Matty H. Okay. Uh, first, let's know what what's your official sixty time. Oh, official sixty time. I have not timed a sixty since senior year of high school. Um. And that was a six two eight. Um, I bet now I'm I'm about twenty pounds heavier. I bet it's probably around the probably the low six threes. I would imagine. Okay. Probably. That's, that's still pretty incredible. Yeah. And then and then if you were to have the entire team race a hundred meter, who would win? Me. Who would be second? <laughs> um. Wow. In Scott. No, sorry, Pat, but no. <laughs> um, I'll go Mac or Kendall. Mac, Mac? yeah, really, Mac, yeah, Mac, Mac can fly. We, I guess, Brandon, Brandon, we have seen him leg out infield singles. Well, no, he, I mean, he's stolen. He was leading the you know team in stolen bases there for a while as a first baseman. And we were shocked by it, but to say that he's the second. Like quickest, fastest guy on the team. I, that's that's yeah. that's interesting. Yeah, he's uh, he's definitely the he's he's definitely the quickest, like uh, quick twitch as far as quickest kid on the team for sure. I don't know, I don't know who's faster, him or Kendall, in like a, a sprint. But well, I feel like on this show we have mentioned that that our first baseman is pretty much faster than everybody else's first baseman. I mean, we probably had the fastest first baseman in the Big 12. You, you, we probably had the fastest first baseman in the country, I think. So I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him to see him play a, a position up the middle of the field this year. Oh, yeah. No, that, that'd be awesome. Let's do, uh, uh, let's do one more quick one here. Um, Joshua Long, 
we kind of already talked about summer ball. So what's your uh, favorite or go-to pregame ritual? Pregame ritual for summer ball or just baseball and games in general? Just baseball in general. Pregame ritual. Well, does it change for summer? Well, that's true. Good point. Um, lately, we've been uh, we'll hit BP, and then we've got about an hour for the other team to hit BP, and then in that hour, all the we all like walk to like there's like a bunch of restaurants like and shops right next to our 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 field, and so we all go and go get food together real quick before the game. We just walk to the restaurants. That's probably a good little routine we've got um and then at school i would say man i'm not big on rituals and stuff but uh definitely probably changing my socks between bp and the game itself change my socks now are you more dealing towards socks up or socks down i see you wearing stirrups this summer yeah i uh I would like to always wear stirrups, but the stirrups we have at school don't go high enough up to like they always fall on like out of the pants. So I just had enough of it and was just wearing solid socks for a while. Um, you got to be but like yeah. Mac and go the three quarter. No, I ain't doing that. I'm gonna. I'll leave. <laughs> I'll leave that to. I'll leave that to him. He pulls that off better than I can. So <laughs> sometimes he looks like he's wearing pajamas. I, believe me, I love the kid. But the three quarters kind of looks like he's wearing pajamas sometimes. Like, but when you hit the way he hits and play the way he plays, you can wear a uniform however the hell you want. That's right. That's right. Exactly right. That's interesting about y'all getting food before the games. Like, when like believe me, I've never played the level of baseball you guys played. But like, my dad would not let us swim during the day, much less go out and get food right before the game. Yeah, it's super super relaxed here. Where our so our the Gov, which is our home field here in Falmouth, is right in the middle of downtown, and there's no fast food or anything up here, so it's all like mom and pop, like Italian food places and sandwich shops and stuff. So we always walk. So what do you, what do you normally get? I normally go to this sub place called D'Angelo's, and I either get like a big steak and cheese or like they got these chicken teriyaki sandwiches and stuff like that and then there's just another italian place and they've got like chicken and mac like chicken and mac and then there's like a like a family owned like chipotle style restaurant um i don't know it kind of changes every day and then we've got a we've got the classic 7-eleven that we go to as well and uh that always gets the job done. Now I've heard ice cream is pretty big up there in the Cape. Oh yeah, it is. They got good ice cream here. What's your uh, what's your go to on that? My host family just brought some back from this ice cream store in North Falmouth, and I think it's called like it's called like I don't even know what it's called, but they had strawberry cheesecake like ice cream, and that was that was pretty nice there. I was that's my favorite so far. That sounds pretty nice. Yeah. Brandy, you got any more? I th- I think there's only one one other question to ask. Well, hold on. Before we get to that, and I don't think you got it, but I got to ask. Have you ever seen the movie Summer Catch? I have with uh, Jessica Biel in that movie. Is it like required 
viewing for playing in the cave? It might be. It might I be. Have a, I have a feeling that it's completely like nothing like that. Or is, uh, it, or is it like that? Kind of. <laughs> it's it's kind of like that, I guess. I don't know. That The, the movie was filmed in, in Chatham, which is uh, where Carson Pierce is pitching right now. Nice. Uh, so it's kind of cool to play there. Chatham's like the when people think of Cape Cod baseball, they probably picture Chatham with, you know, the ribbons and banners on the fence and the hill and the outfield, the fire trucks and stuff. And, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a pretty neat place to play. No, I mean, it always seems super picturesque anytime I – because, like, I watch you guys on YouTube all the time. Mm-hmm. It always looks picturesque. And, I'm like, I've always wanted to plan a vacation up there, and I'm pretty sure that next year we're going to make our way up there. And so I, I highly doubt you'll be back. But, uh, no, I've, I've wanted to make it up there just so I can watch some Sooners play in the Cape. But I also wanted to go up there just in general because the place looks amazing. Yeah, it's. Uh, I would definitely, definitely try and make it up here uh, next summer for sure, whenever you can, because it's um, it's it's a it's a great place to just vacation and come visit, watch some really good baseball. There's uh, there's nothing quite like it until until you come. So, well, we're happy for you that you're doing well up there. And uh, yeah, Brandon's right. There is one question we have left to ask you. We ask everybody on this. I mean, you obviously know about our antics over on the berms and on saturdays mm-hmm. we have our our pizza party but uh what's your what's your favorite pizza topping and why is it not pineapple and ham <sighs> it's definitely not pineapple or ham but uh i don't know i love like, meat lovers pizza is like great that's like the go-to pizza so is I there mean, any particular meat lovers like pizza hut meat lovers or papa john's or Actually, the one they got at Hideaway in Norman is so good. They got like this, uh, I don't know, it's like a legit sausage, not like Italian sausage. It's like sausage you buy at like, the store and cook it on a grill sausage. That oh, That's yeah. probably the best topping I've had on pizza. That's pretty good. I That does bring up a question to me, but I don't know. I, I think I know the answer, but I think it's more of a fun question. When they deliver the pizza, because it is quite a bit of pizza, does it waft onto the field? <laughs> no, I've never, I've never smelled the pizza on the field before. Okay, <sighs> man, I wish you would have lied. <laughs> I, 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 I never have. Uh, yeah, can right. can we go back and change that answer to yes, it does, and it's what wills us to win. <laughs> maybe y'all can get a uh, just put a big old fan right behind it, and maybe it'll, it'll blow it onto the field a little bit. Um, don't give me any ideas, Mike. I mean, that's a that'd be a good idea. I don't know. I might have to. If you do that, I might have to come uh, get some after the game. If I'm smelling might, it all uh, night. Now, would it work better on you guys, or should we do it to the opposing team as like a distraction? Yeah, just put it right behind the the bullpen over there, behind the fence. Smell that pepperoni. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, can you hear us over there? Um. Yeah, I could hear you a little better when I played. Uh, right field my freshman year but um yeah i can hear you for pretty well i'm sure I'm sure bryce can can hear you loud and clear oh yeah no we love bryce we uh yeah. we're always hollering at him i think next year we're gonna try and do a better job of uh being better burn bums and calling you guys out early or you know earlier so that we can do like a you know bleacher creatures type thing where they do the call the roll oh, okay yeah 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 that'd be fun we're uh 
we always like to, to interact with you guys and stuff. So that's a, that's something we look forward to. So as as much as it's hard, as hard as it is to believe, we actually try not to bother you guys. We uh, really try to bother the other team. Yeah, I can't. Our dugout's really far from y'all, so I can't ever. Um, I can't ever really hear what's what y'all are saying. But there's sometimes where I'm like, dang, they're really getting into getting getting into oh, his ass out there. So. Oh, we we have absolutely destroyed people before. Believe me, Google is a powerful thing. Yeah, I bet. Yes, I bet you, you can find some some dark, deep dark secrets on Google. I think that you know we we the burn bums are more clever. Like we try to be more clever than vulgar. It's when the fraternities get out there that they really, really lay into them. Because, like, well, if we can get them to react, that we've won. We've already won. Mm-hmm. But the, the fraternities, they go nuts. They will look up their girlfriends. They'll look up if they've got a dog. They'll look <laughs> up their, you know, all sorts of different accounts that they can find. And yeah. we'll do anything and everything to absolutely ruin them. And it's it's something to see. But, like I said, we're more clever than anything. Yeah, it's... uh. That's what we need. We need more. We need more frats on the on the berm. <laughs> Believe me, I've tried to organize some something like that, like having different nights of the week where the berms are full of different groups. Because as much as the berm bums love you guys, we we all do have jobs, and so it's hard to make <laughs> midweeks and Friday games sometimes. Yeah, we we understand. I understand that. Yes, sir. Well, Spike, we really enjoyed having you, man. Brandon, you got anything else before we go? No. I don't think so, Spike. Appreciate your time. Hopefully we get to have you back on again sometime. Uh, keep working in the cod and have a lobster roll. Yeah, I'll, I'll go have a lobster roll. I'll let you know how, let y'all know how it is. There you go. Got any uh, messages for the fans back home or anything? Just uh, looking forward to being, being back home and, you know, for some big crowds this year at Eldale because uh, we, we like playing for you guys, so. Yes, sir. Well, like I said, Spike, we appreciate it. Thanks for being on the show, man. And uh, good luck the rest of the summer. And we'll hopefully we talk to you again in the fall. All righty. Thank you, guys. Was that not awesome, having Spike on with us? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It was as, as advertised. You know, we, Before sure. we had him on, we were talking a little bit about the Cape. I'm saying a little. I probably went for 10 minutes on the Cape alone. <laughs> but, uh, no, we talked about the Cape and how things work. And to get his insight on you know what he's doing up there and his host family and the fact that he has not had a lobster roll yet. Uh, no. he, will. I, he will. He will. He will. But no, it's just awesome to talk. I, like, I knew it was going to be a, a good segment, and he absolutely did a fantastic job. It was awesome, awesome talking to him. Uh, Brandon, I got to tell you, man, your interviews at the, the golf tournament are were absolutely fantastic like i i ever since we started doing this i've not like been super nervous to do it anymore like i'm getting better and better and better as far as the nerves go but like you did a hell of a job interviewing those guys in i mean you sounded like you belong on the radio my friend (laughs) it was fun i think uh i think it was probably brit was probably because we talked to everyone else previously so, uh, Britt Bonneau was probably the one that I was a little like, how do I approach challenging more than anyone else? So I probably stuttered on that one more than the other ones. Cause we've had Russ Ortiz, uh, Russell Rayleigh on, we've had yeah. uh, Toby on spaces before. So I've interacted with all of them. So it was, it was a ton of fun though. I mean, yeah, I think we always talk about it. Like how often do you get to have interactions with 
coaches of major programs um, in, in other sports. You just, you don't. Uh, yeah. So it's super cool. Super and I, like, not to downplay any of the interviews we've done, you know, in the past, because like we've had KP, we've had, we've had plenty of, of Sooners on this, on this podcast. We've had both the uh, uh, Carmichael's, you know, we've had a good chunk of the pitching staff, uh, you know, when we're working on more, you know, different guests as we go along, but John was fantastic, especially because he's playing in the Cape. And I really liked his answers to our, uh, uh, to our fan questions. Those never seem to, uh, to disappoint. We always get some good, good time out of that. So mm-hmm. no, it's awesome having him really looking forward to our recruiting episode. I cannot wait for that one. Uh, I'll be releasing who those guests are over the next, uh, week or so. We're going to take a little bit of a hiatus. I'm going on vacation next week. We're going to Colorado. So if my fat ass falls down the mountain, I'm sorry, but yeah, we're going to go into Colorado. And then, uh, when I come back, I'm going to be working on a few things and we'll, that recruiting episode is going to be pretty badass. I'm yeah, sorry. No. I'm going to be I'm, happy with it. So looking absolutely. forward to it. But uh, Brandon, another great episode, man. Uh, Boomer Sooner. Boomer Sooner. Boomer Sooner.